What up, what up? You're listening to the 2BD Podcast with RT2. We got a very special conversation coming up, so uh, stay tuned. And as always, what comes next is to be determined. Just imagine for a second, the year is 2021, right at the beginning, and you were locked up in federal custody facing felony charges because you and the homies decided that, you know, with all this fake news, with this fake election, and all these fake votes for this fake president that is going to be sworn into office, you know, we got to do something about it. We got to get the band together and head to the Capitol and do what? I don't even know, but that is that is the reality. That is what's going on. That is what just happened this past week with um the president and his supporters of I don't even know what to call it. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. You're once again listening to the Two BD podcast with your host as always, RT Two. Um and we're here to discuss a little bit about the terrorist white supremacist insurrection um at the united states capitol building um that just went down this past week we are living in historic times um is what i would call all of this and it it's mind benoggling to say the least that all of this is happening simply because these people who are so entitled and are so far stretched from consequence have just decided that what they don't want to accept will not be and that they will take whatever into their arms and decide that this is their country and this is their right to do whatever they please um and so we have now terrorism in the name of nationalism being normalized now to recap a little bit this past week after a trump rally outside of the White House, um, kind of coinciding with the tallying of the electoral votes at the Capitol. Trump decided to um, rile up his supporters and cast blame on Vice President Mike Pence, um, saying essentially that if Pence doesn't call off these sham votes for the sham president, that it is all his fault that Donald Trump, the real winner of the election, um, does not get his next term, which of course is not the case, and neither does Pence have the power to unanimously decide what goes on, but that's neither here nor there. And of course, the MAGA maniacs ate it up so much so that they decided to gather around the Capitol building and push through the defenses, putting the Capitol building on lockdown, putting 
all the representatives, the government representatives inside, sending them into a lockdown procedure, essentially, and they just breached the U.S. Capitol building and decided it was time to have a field day and take photo ops, destroy stuff, um, fight with Capitol Police and loot buildings like the looting that they were talking about was apparently going on this summer just you know the complete 180 from everything that happened this summer where of course once black people get killed and shot um the Racism doesn't exist in America Brigade decides that, you know, it's it's Blue Lives Matter time. Um, the complete 180 from that when they decide that, you know, I don't want to accept these election results and Blue Lives Now don't matter because now I'm fighting with Capitol Police and killing Capitol Police because there was actually one of the. Capitol Police officers was actually killed during this terrorist attack. He was struck in the head by a fire extinguisher, by a fire extinguisher while fending off the insurgents, and he eventually died at the hospital. But yeah, all of this, all of this support for police and support for the people who uplift American values and all of that goes out of the window when it's time to essentially put their lives on the line for this con man that is continuing to rile up this white supremacist population um, and bring them out of their hidey holes and to the forefront of this country. Um, and after everything that went down at the Capitol building, Trump, in his last hurrah on his favorite platform, Twitter, tweeted out, these are the things that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. I think we will remember this day forever. Um, sadly, but just the... And mind you, after um, Trump tweeted this, it was removed... By Twitter, he was eventually, um, his account was like locked for X amount of hours at the time of this. And since then, he's now just been completely removed from the platform altogether. So there's no more um, Trump tweets. Finally, after, you know, after an entire term as president, Twitter decides on the last 12 days or the last week and a half of his presidency to decide that you know now is the time now now it's enough nothing else was enough 
but now. But yeah, I've just been reading into everything that happened, why this has all happened. Of course, all of this was not just of the moment. It wasn't a spur of the moment. Um, it wasn't a spur of the moment after the Trump rally. They just decided at the time, oh, let's let's hit up the Capitol, homies. No, this was this was a planned event months ahead of time during the election when um, Trump and other loyalist Republicans decided to call this election a fraud, to call into question all of this, when they decided to sue each of the state legislatures to make sure that all of these illegal votes were not counted, all of these zero illegal votes, because they could not find any evidence of election tampering. All this, the MAGA maniacs, the KKK in hiding, the police um, behind enemy lines, and all of these groups of people planned this months in ahead. Um, and they planned it to coincide with the electoral vote count. But yeah, been doing a lot of processing of all of this and just wrapping my head around the sheer just audacity the sheer gall of all these people and how emboldened these people have now become to the point where they're storming federal capitol buildings committing felonies for a reality tv president what 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 do you get out of this i don't i don't understand and it's not for me to understand. And I don't think it's for anyone who's not among the QAnon conspiracy crowd to understand. You know, all of these people, since this president has risen into power and since he's taken office, the narrative has always been that these are, oh, these are the people on the fringes of society. These are the people who have been kicked and downtrodden and they're they're hopeless they're looking for someone to shake up the system and restore them to the glory that they should be at no that's not the case yes he does have a strong base of those supporters of those of poor white supporters who feel as though they don't have any options because of you know all of the immigrants or all of the darkies that are coming and stealing jobs and all that yes that is the case for some of them but this was not the case this is this is a group of affluent of affluent white people from the suburbs who decide that the racism who decide that the bigotry of this president the outright and the in-your-faceness of all of it suits their ideals and it suits their ideology and it suits their lifestyles you know to go through some of the people who are now facing charges who have been identified at the capitol like um, to start off with 
Cleet Keller, um, who is a U.S. Olympic swimmer. He was one of the people at the terrorist attack on the Capitol, and he was pictured at the attack wearing a Team USA jacket while storming the Capitol. You know, that's another thing that just goes to show the audacity of just, I am here, you see me here, there's no effort to conceal who I am. This is just out right now at this point. Um, another person who stormed the Capitol was the son of a Brooklyn Supreme Court judge who wore um, a bulletproof police vest and a riot shield. And it's like, again, that shows you where these people are coming from, the backgrounds that they're coming from. Another person, an MTA employee from New York who called in sick from work to go from New York to D.C. to storm the Capitol for, again, the, just the audacity to decide that, you know, I'm just, you know, let me just call out a day of work so, you know, me and the homies can meet up and fuck shit up at the Capitol because we can. Another person, a marketing employee from Navistar who wore his work badge to the protest. Why? For whatever reason, because he could. Because nothing matters. And another, Derek Evans from the West Virginia House of Delegates. A politician, again, because they can. Yes, he's resigned from office, but is this going to affect him in the long run? No, it is not. It's not going to affect him like it's going to affect or would affect any of the people who this summer decided that they want to show up and show out and let it be known that people with black skin have rights in this country. And the fact that them going out and doing so has put their lives in more danger and at more risks than some people who decide to commit treason against the country that they reside in is, is it's infuriating. Um, and I'll continue to draw, you know, comparisons between the protests movement that went on throughout this summer um, to this terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol, not because um, these events or these actions have any similarities between the ideal the ideologies behind them because they do not but it's it's so damning to see and it's so hypocritical to see what happens between them you have one series of events that is completely motivated and completely comes about because of injustice and comes about because of state-sanctioned killings of civilians. And you have another where 
a bunch of cult-like followers are essentially acting like crybabies and deciding that they are the true upholders of democracy and that their leader cannot lose and that all this red, white, and blue and America this and make America great again nonsense is nothing more than just complete authoritarian fascism because they will only accept one thing and it's damning to see just looking at video just looking at stuff in real time it's damning to see the response from the state in both scenarios where you have police assaulting peaceful protesters and essentially them getting the shit kicked out of them for having the audacity to want to advocate for themselves and for their friends and for their families and for their lives. And on the other hand, you have, in some cases, police and the MAGA maniacs hand in hand charging the Capitol because if you don't believe that a good portion of all these maniacs that charges Capitol were not in are not employed by their own local governments as police officers, you're out of your mind. Um, and even, and that's on one hand, and you're also seeing, on the other hand, them hand in hand allowing some of these insurgents to bypass the security that they're supposed to be providing. And then on the other hand, you just have some of the insurgents just going back and forth and just fighting the very blue lives that they claimed were the only ones that mattered this summer. Now they don't matter at all because they're in the way of me and my orange president. But this is this is all in real time. This is all happening in real time in front of our eyes. This is this is a historic moment. And, you know, a lot of people are saying nowadays, I'm tired of living through history or I'm tired of living through history in real time. I am too. I don't want these moments to be historic. I don't want this to be the first time that the Confederate flag is waved inside the United States Capitol in the history of this nation. Now, do I think that that's the first time that Confederate paraphernalia has ever made its way into the Capitol building? No, but it's the it's the first time that we have physical evidence of it and that you can't change that. So, yeah. Where does this lead us now? What is currently going on is that as a result of this insurgency and 
the terrorists storming the Capitol, and I continue to use the word terrorists because that is what they are, they have decided that the government does not serve them and they have taken matters into their own hands to stir up a violent insurgency at the United States Capitol. I don't know of another word to use than terrorism. Um, and, you know, there's something to be said by using those terminologies like terrorism, um, that this this only makes the pushback from the state and the repression from the state only far worse. And that's very true because at the end of the day, after something like this, what is going to happen? Well, with the inflated police budgets that there already are, they're going to send more police and send more armed combatants out onto the streets and that just gives them another license to go out into not these white neighborhoods because remember all these people cross state lines to storm the capital they're not from where all this violence that they brought is at that's that's not where they're from but this does give all the local governments and state governments the authority to now send more armed police combatants into these neighborhoods and stir up some more shit and over police some more black and brown people walking down the streets so that is a very real thing um that they can hide behind saying look terrorism is on the rise we need to do this that and the third and it always comes back um on the people who had nothing to do with any of it. That's very true. But currently as things are, I don't have another word for it. I don't know of a better way to define it because that is what it is, is, is terrorism. This is white nationalism terrorism that should be on the FBI's number one priority list. But that's another conversation for another day. But as things currently are, um, more than 80 arrests have been made because of this event. Um, and of those that are currently being held on federal charges, they range from charges of crimes against the United States and the Constitution, um, seditious conspiracy, crimes against the peace, crimes against government officials, crimes against federal property, and they go on and on and on. Um, and a lot of these being felonious charges with maximums of 20 years or upwards, and that's what they're dealing with now. Um, again, because they decided you know, me and the boys need to fight for Donald Trump because without Donald Trump, this isn't America. And also going on, we now have the historic stat um, to go along with 
the president's presidency, the president's presidency with Donald Trump's presidency. He is now the only president to have been impeached twice. He was impeached earlier today. Um, or earlier on Wednesday. Um, which, of course, you know, makes so much sense because, you know, he'll go to trial after he's already removed from office. So, you know, that was that was that was a major step for the for the government to do, you know, again, after four years of presidency. Now, the gears are really, really turning. Now he's really going to get it after he's already done everything that he could possibly do. He waited till the actual end of the shot clock. Um, but yeah, that was a little white nationalism daily report. Please, um, lock your doors whenever you see Trump flags at the grocery store. Um, and all this that was reported in the news, at least in my own experience, there seemed to be some sort of void and some sort of cast over of the multiple pipe bombs that were found planted across um, D.C. on the same day at RNC and DNC offices that I didn't really see in any news coverage for whatever reason. Take with that what you will. But that was also a thing. The terrorism was not only incited by the terrorism was not only a mob that was incited by the president, but there was also very real bomb threats that were neutralized by bomb squads that day. That So if you missed some of that, um, take that how you will. But um, yeah, this has been another episode of the 2BD Podcast. Um, stay safe and... What comes next, as always, is to be determined. Peace. Peace and love.